Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. One thing that's important for us to understand is is that evangelism is not trying to get people to love Jesus. I'll say that again. That changed my life when when I discovered this a few years back. I guess 10 or 12 years at this point. I remember thinking I I maybe wouldn't have verbalized it exactly like that, but, but the essence of what I thought evangelism was, was the Christian's attempt to get unbelievers to love Jesus. I now would describe evangelism in multiple ways, but, but placed in just a short sentence. Evangelism is not trying to get people to love Jesus. Evangelism is trying to get people to know Jesus. And there is a difference. When trying to get people to love Jesus is the goal, you will be constantly tempted in the spirit of winsomeness, of false winsomeness, to present the kind of Jesus or the type of Jesus that you think people will love. I'll say that again. If you think the goal of evangelism is getting people to love Jesus, you will be tempted to present Jesus, to change Jesus, to revise Jesus and tweak Jesus into a kind of Jesus that you think people will love. The problem with that is you can absolutely present a Jesus that people will love. But the Jesus that an unbeliever will love is not the true Jesus and is therefore powerless to save. It'll be a Jesus that they love, but that Jesus that they love will usher them straight to hell. That Jesus is not a saving Jesus. I would rather cling to a Christ who offends me, but can save me, than clinging to a Christ who appeases me, but damns me. That's the difference. Now, where do we get this biblically? Well, it would be 2 Corinthians chapter 2. It says that we are the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ. We being the church, the people of God, Christians, born again by grace through faith in Christ alone. We are a fragrance, and not just to the Father, but to men, to our fellow men. And the text goes on and says, the Apostle Paul, he says, to some we smell like death. It's it's putrid. And, and not just to some, but more particularly what Paul says, to those who are being destroyed. We smell like death. But to those who are being saved, Paul says, a life-giving perfume. Have you ever heard the expression that beauty is in the eye of the beholder? Well, in evangelistic terms, when it comes to the lost, the unbeliever, we might say that beauty is in the nose of the beholder. That according to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, for those who are perishing, Christians smell putrid. But to those who are being saved, notice they're not yet saved. These are still unbelievers. But to those who are elect and who are being saved, we smell like a life-giving perfume. 
Beauty is in the nose of the beholder, and God, we might go one step further, God in his sovereignty determines each one's nose. That's what we see biblically in terms of evangelism. So the notion that that people are, are somehow going to reject Christ because of our presentation, because of our tone, because of our lack of winsomeness, is is a notion that has, well, it's gotten as far as it has because it has some element of truth. Certainly, the Bible does speak about tone. But you know what the Bible would esteem far above the importance of tone and presentation? Content. Content. What you say is more important than how you say it. Is that to say that the Bible doesn't care at all about how we say something? No. The Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy, he says that we should correct our opponents with gentleness, not knowing whether or not God might grant to them repentance, that they might, um, that they might turn from their sin after being taken captive by Satan to do his bidding, to do his will. So the Apostle Paul in that In that particular text, and there are others as well, he emphasizes that that we should care about not just what we're saying, but how we say it. And that being said, there's a place for both. There is a place for winsomeness, and there's a place for Elijah. Elijah was not particularly winsome with the prophets of Baal. Right? I mean, I guess he just winsomely went down the line, slicing their throats open with his sword. You know, just winsome cuts, like, like kind of like fencing, you know. Like, I, I don't think they care. I don't think that, you know what? He was just downright surgical in the way that he just elegantly sliced my throat. No, it's, you killed me. I don't like you. I don't care how you do it. That was not winsome. Right? Elijah, he taunts the prophets of Baal. Baal. He mocks them. And he mocks their God. And so there is a place for this kind of, of full-throated, brash engagement with the gospel of Jesus Christ and his opponents. And there is a place also for rebuking your opponents with gentleness. There's a place for both. The Proverbs speak of this. I believe it's Proverbs 18. Chapter 18 that says, in one breath, um, it says, do not... Uh, rebuke a fool or or else you will be like him but then in the very next text it says rebuke a fool or he will become wise in his own eyes so there are times where we do not stoop to the fool's level and certainly we need to have a good strong category for for that method when it comes to social media especially twitter Uh, there is no lack of fools um on the internet and you could waste your life correcting them all there are times where we don't stoop to the fool's level we don't correct the fool lest we be like him but there are other times where we do rebuke the fool lest he be wise in his own eyes where we actually engage with the fool's arguments and in terms of who is the fool the proverbs say much about defining and describing a fool in the sight of God, but one text that comes to mind is that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Atheists are fools. 
And there are many other kinds of fools as well, but that would be one clear example of a fool. We celebrate Atheist Day every April 1st. April Fool's Day. It's devoted to atheists. They are fools. And they are worthy of being mocked. They should be mocked. Evolution is a joke. It should be mocked. It should be laughed at. So there are times where we can engage the fool and rebuke him so he doesn't become wise in his own eyes. There are other times where we don't. So all that being said, the Bible speaks to multiple different facets, different methods in terms of how we say something, our tone. But what supersedes how we say something is what we say, what we say. And in evangelism, again, the goal is not so much getting people to love Christ, but getting people to accurately and truthfully from the Scripture know Christ. And then let God determine what they do with that fragrance of the knowledge of Christ. Once people know Christ, in the sovereignty of God, they will either love Him or hate Him, bless Him or curse Him, but they know Him. That's the goal, is to ensure that people know Christ. All right, all right, all right. Stop twisting my arm. I know you want to hear the inside scoop. Here it is. The glorious vision of Right Response Ministries for the first half of next year, 2023. We have not one, not two, but three massive endeavors that we will accomplish by the grace of of God. The first you already know about. It's our Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference. This is selling out incredibly fast. By the time this commercial airs, you may not even be able to get a ticket. I, I, I really don't know. So don't waste another moment. Go to rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com to join us for the Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference next year. Now, this is where you come in. We need your help. Our next two endeavors are number one, a documentary style film, and number two, a brand new studio. Both of these things are seeking to accomplish one primary goal, which is excellent, high quality, glorious Christian media. We are tired of, of, as Christians, doing things poorly. We've done our best with what we have, but by God's grace, we want to do even better. This is not going to be just another video. This is not going to be a sermon or an interview or a podcast, but we're going to make a documentary style film and we're going to be hiring Nathan Anderson, the director of On Earth As It Is In Heaven, a very, very successful post-millennialism documentary that's on Amazon and YouTube, came out a couple years ago. He's going to be flying in from Chile to help us direct this film. And our documentary is going to be on postmillennialism and theonomy, why it's biblically valid, why it's absolutely necessary, and why, by the grace of God, theonomy and postmillennialism are currently on the rise. So we're going to make this film, and we need your support. And not just this film, but we're going to make all of our videos and podcasting and everything we do here at Right Response Ministries better. We want to achieve the highest level of quality and Christian excellence that we possibly can. That's where the new studio comes in. This new film, our, our date that we're shooting for is that it would be complete and publicly available in May or June of 2023, next year. The studio, our goal is that it would be completely done in its construction and the equipment and the setup and the stage and everything by January, February of 2023 next year. We need your prayers. We need your encouragement. And for those of you who are willing to do so, we need your generous support.
You can give towards these endeavors by going to rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Again, that's rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Thank you so much for all your help. God bless. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.